Happy Thursday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your other host, I'm Chris Henry from the EAA Aviation Museum. And Chris, I mean, we always talk about this being, you know, space history and stuff. And the week that we're recording this, we're in kind of a weird situation because at the time we're recording this, uh, history hasn't happened yet. But uh, when when this is being played, it's either the day of or the day after uh, the launch of the first uh, crewed uh, spacecraft from uh, American soil since uh, 2011. So it's it's exciting for us, although everybody everybody who's everybody is listening to this show already knows how it turned out. So we're just we're in the dark here. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully all's well. And how exciting of a time, you know, to to be going back to manned space flight, you know, and launching rockets uh, again here for us. That, yeah, I, yeah. I can't uh, I can't even begin to say how awesome it is. I mean. Yeah, it's it's so you know. It, I, I mean, I, I love I love space history, but I love I love it when space history is happening. So this is this is a great time uh, for the space program, and uh, and thinking that we finally you know we're we're back on our feet and we're back getting to uh, doing all the things that uh, we used to do, and then more so. You know, there's there's so much there's so much coming up. What with uh, with Artemis being planned for the next couple of years, and uh, building a, a lunar gateway, and then landing people on the moon again. Um, it's just it's going to be a, a fun decade coming up, and I'll, hopefully everything went well uh, on the uh, on the launch. But we're still sitting here uh, <laughs> waiting and wondering. So uh, <laughs> I yeah I, I I don't know. Well, you have an awful lot of shuttle astronauts come and visit up in Wisconsin. I know that. So you, you have we a do. lot of a lot of people coming through, and you know, Charlie Precourt, of course, is uh, up there working with EAA. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things you know, you forget uh, how cool that is. Sometimes, and you'll, uh, my favorite story is, uh, God, I can't remember who was with me, but I had a guest with me, maybe it was Jennifer Lavasser, I can't remember, but we were just, you know, walking through the catacombs of the museum and, and going from one place to the other, and we come around a corner and Charlie was standing there, and Charlie's like, hey Chris, how's it going, you know, and I'm like, oh good, how are you, and we kind of kept walking, and the person that I was with was just like, that was Charlie Precord. You know, and I'm like, yeah, and like he's just hanging out in your hallway here. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, yeah, he was, you know, he's walking to a meeting or something, you know, and they're like, that's just like the last thing I expected to be around the corner is here's a shuttle astronaut. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, like, that, yeah, that, that yeah, man traveled at Mach 25. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is a, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like a commercial uh, for, for the EAA, but it really, really is a, uh, a really special place to work because, uh, um, you get to do that. You get to not only meet people, but you get to work alongside them. Like I've gotten to work alongside of my heroes, and I know anybody that listens to this probably gets you know tired of me talking about like when I talk to that guy, you know. But uh, I don't mean it to be boastful. I mean it to be like it, it's it's like holy cow, this is insane that that I you know we had this chance to do that. So um, I think there's uh, there's just something so rewarding to get that chance to you know, to, to, to get to work on projects like this. It, it's a neat place. And, uh, there, you know, there's not a lot of institutions quite like that. So 
Um, that's my my commercial spiel for the episode, <laughs> but uh, and I don't mean to sound like that, you know, but no, but it's true. No. I, I can't hide that. That's just how how cool it is. Well, it, it's exciting that we live in a time of heroes. I mean, it, it, these people are, are right here. They've experienced all these things. You know, when we watch the movie on Apollo 13, we see people going to the moon and, and coming back. And and what a what an amazing thing that is. And we're still able to ask them questions and stuff. And I know sometimes it must get it must get tire, tiring for some of them to keep getting that, that astronaut gaze. You know, people look at them like, wow, you know what you did? And it's like, yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it does. Um, and I... You know, I think maybe that's why, you know, Frank and I uh, get along is just because I've never really asked them about spaceflight. Um, it, it's funny because people are like, man, you must have like a lot of inside details. And it's like, yeah, not really. We don't we usually we talk about fighter jets or something like that or, you know, the, anything else. But, uh, um, and it, you know, it's it just uh, it, sometimes I feel like, wow, I wouldn't want to impede on our friendship and ask him something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I, I'm sure they get... Uh, uh, you know, question like that. But to speak to your to your point that what an interesting time we live in, think about this. You, you know, we're recording this in 2020, and yeah, it's a strange time right now with the virus going around. But, you know, we live in a time where we have World War II vets, you know, who fought for our way of life. We have the, the folks who fought in Korea, you know, Vietnam, the Gulf War. And then we have our Apollo astronauts, shuttle astronauts, space station. I mean... We, we actually are living in a really cool time where there's this giant bridge to history. And, um, you know, in a few years, we're going to start losing more and more of that, just, you know, the way that the time works. But right now, I mean, we, we have it pretty cool that we can still talk to, to some pretty amazing people that are important icons of history. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we had uh, earlier this week, we had Chuck Myers on and just being able to talk about what it was like being on the bridge of a ship. I mean, he was there uh, just as, as Vietnam was starting up and, and seeing th- those you know famous aircraft landing on, on the deck of his ship and going all around the world on it. And this, you know, here we are in the same, we're, we're breathing the same air as these people. Uh, it, it's stunning. And I, I always get that feeling. Yeah, I, I was reading, um, the other night I was reading uh, one of, the, by the way, I can recommend this, the autobiography of Mark Twain. It's a three-volume set. And uh, Sam Clements had put some of these papers aside. He asked them not to be published for 100 years after his death. And he fi- they finally were re- released uh, in 2010, and they're available as a three-volume set. So he talks about things that he couldn't talk about because the uh, people he was talking about were still alive. And he talked about what the problem, uh, problem fame was, that uh, he got tired of people being impressed by him he's like well i appreciate you you know liking my work but don't you know live in awe of me stop looking at my halo and stuff like that and uh. he, he said that he remembered he met uh, general sherman and uh he was he was impressed by i mean he was, he was also impressed by meeting president grant and they became close friends because they were both in similar situations of being uncomfortably famous uh, but he met general sherman and he said uh, sherman would fly into a rage Anytime, if you walked into a, a large group and there was a band there and the band would start playing Marching Through Georgia because it was, you know, in celebrating General Sherman's March to the Sea. Sure. And he'd just go, he'd, he'd tell them to knock it off and use some, some pretty, you know, uh, soldier-like language to, t- to tell them to <laughs> knock it off. And uh, and Twain, he, you know, he he appreciated that, that he, he didn't want, he wanted to be able to relate to people on a human level. And when they put him on these pedestals, he couldn't have that interaction with folks. 
So although you know there there are there are pe- people react to fame differently, and uh, it, it's it's interesting seeing how he reacts. And you know we've 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 known astronauts, some of whom are, you know they like they really like the limelight. They really like having the the spotlight on them. But other ones are like, okay, I understand you you enjoy what I did, and it was an accomplishment. Um, but uh, you know, just talk to me on talk to me on this level. Let me do. There's other things going on in my life besides that one week that I was up in space or this time that I did this or that. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I keep getting a feeling that when nobody recognizes them when they go to a Wendy's, that might be a good feeling for them sometimes. Um, <laughs> it. It's, uh, yeah, it's really uh, uh, funny. You know, you'll go uh, somewhere with one of them and you're eating it like a like a red robin or something and in your in your head you know you're just like nobody realizes who this is sitting here <laughs> yeah. you know yeah 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 it it's uh it it's it's funny the um uh now i've forgotten the, the name of the uh, the restaurant in um uh, in Oshkosh where we went um Oh yeah, Friar Tucks. Friar Tucks. Yeah. I'm thinking it's Robin Hood. No, it's not that. It's Friar Tucks. Yeah, yeah, Friar Tucks. <laughs> when you think about how many how many famous people walk through that door because it's right at the end of the runway. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the... you know, what's funny is you know uh, some of the astronauts or some of these guys wear just you know like a leather jacket or whatever you know and uh, and kind of keep it low profile. And uh, I know we lost him a little while ago, but uh, quite the opposite was Al Warden. And, yeah. And uh, Al always wore his gray, that sort of blue-gray, you know, Apollo-era flight jacket with the Apollo 15 logo and his name tag on it. And I remember we went, uh, he spoke here one year, and uh, him and I went to dinner, and we're sitting at dinner, and it's, it's uh, me and him and, and Rick and uh, uh, my friend Adam, we're, we're the four, you know, the five of us or whatever, we're sitting there, and and he, Al has his jacket hanging on the back of his chair. You can see as people walking by, they're just like sort of awestruck because you know they can see the NASA patch and the you know the patches and stuff like that. It, it was just it was just funny to watch people's reaction and realizing that like oh that's that's an astronaut. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, it, it's um it, it's really amazing. I, I I love seeing people reacting to astronauts when. Uh, my wife and I would always go down for uh, for rocket launches to Kennedy Space Center, and we had annual passes, so we would just go in and sit in on one of those, you know, uh, astronaut encounter things. And they'd have they'd have uh, different eras, uh, but just seeing, especially uh, little kids realizing that the person that they're in front of has been in space, or yeah. been, and 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 with them, the space like. Apollo is kind of that that happened back during the you know the Civil War as far as it's you know it's like <laughs> it's like way in the back but they knew about the shuttle and they'd see they'd see shuttle astronauts and uh it just this look it was like visiting Santa Claus for some of them you, you watch the, you watch their faces and they'd be like really you be you know and they um the way that a typical uh, visit went with most uh the, the way that uh that Delaware North runs it for for the Kennedy Space Center is they have a morning astronaut encounter about I don't know 10 o'clock 10 30 and then they'll ha- they have a break for lunch when they have uh, lunch with an astronaut so there's a there's a group of people that goes in and sees them then uh then the astronaut will get their own break to go eat lunch and then they come back with an afternoon astronaut encounter where they can take questions and answers from an audience and then they finish up at the bookstore where if they have a book that they've written or if they just have pictures, they'll sign, they'll sign pictures and give them to whoever, whoever comes through at the end of the day. And um, I've, I've had a chance uh, to 
uh, to be with a couple of astronauts as they go through their day on this on this off thing, and uh, I've I've asked them, uh, I've asked them how you know how how it goes. One of one of my uh, friends, Captain uh, Captain Wendy Lawrence, who's been on four space shuttle missions, uh, I was sitting with her as she was eating lunch in between these things, and I said, "Is is it hard doing this? Every you know, you come back day after day and they ask the same questions and things." And she said, no, she said, I just come because she says, I love listening to kids' questions because they always, they're always the most fascinated and they're the least, um, they're the least shy about things. So it's, it's nice. I I think what, when you see the general public reacting to these people who have experienced space, uh, it gives the people that have been in space a little bit of hope for the future when they get to hear kids who are now, you know, curious about this career that might that might happen in front of them yeah absolutely uh, i I think you know i think that's one of the biggest things our space program gives us is inspiration yeah Uh, you know and hope and it celebrates intelligence but really inspiration to whether it's to work hard or or as a goal to have a career there uh, it's it's hard to imagine if you put the space program and you think of it in terms of at at least this is how i view it if if all you see the space program is is something to go out and, and explore space, get a rock and come back, you're missing the rest of the point of the program. You know, th- there's so much more to it than just the actual flight side of it. And there's so much more to it than just the exploration. When you're a kid, you know, going to work at NASA, that, that's one of your long-term dreams. And, and if, yeah. that, if that isn't there, you know, that that's an area of our imagination, of our passion that isn't there. I mean, so... It's just really important that we have it going. That's why I'm so excited to see you know, our return to to man flight. It's it's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be amazing. And I I am I'm very jealous of our listeners because they've already they already know how it's turned out, and we haven't. <laughs> exactly. I need we need a DeLorean or something. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll get back to we we'll get back to actually the minute that we're that we're involved in here. This is uh, I I'm having a hard time with this minute because they have. Uh, Deke Slayton gets on and is talking to um, uh, Hayes and uh, and to uh, Jim Lovell, and he's talking about how uh, uh, how Ken Mattingly is working on the problem, and Jim is surprised that Ken Mattingly is working on this. And in in reality, they of course they knew that Ken Mattingly and a whole bunch of other people were working on this. It wasn't you know it wasn't a big surprise for them. They did. Mattingly wasn't uh, Mattingly, unlike the movie. Mattingly didn't turn off the TV and uh, take the phone off the hook. He was back and forth with this mission, just like anybody else. He was, yes, he was disappointed in, in not being on the mission, but he he was there working on all these things all the time. So it's another one of those little irritation points of <laughs> this movie. Yeah, there was sort of the oh, when we left things, Ken and I weren't good. That really wasn't a thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's just, it's yeah just you need drama for a movie, though. <laughs> yeah, of, of course, of course. And as far as I can tell, and I've looked through the Apollo Flight Journal, as far as I can tell, Deke talking to Jim Lovell in space didn't happen. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. I, I have. I, I mean, I know that he's listed as Capcom One, but I can't find him in the Apollo Thirteen Flight Journal anywhere. Um, huh. Now, maybe maybe I missed something in all the transcripts, but I looked through days after days of day four, day five, day six. I'm not seeing it. Now, Deke was, Deke was heavily involved in the debriefing. He was there for just about all their sessions. So he, he has a lot of debriefing material. Um, he ate also, you know, Deke was there day one, of course, as head of the astronaut corps. He ate breakfast with the astronauts before they got on the, on the ship. 
Um, but as far as I can tell, this didn't happen. So it's kind of a might be another Hollywood uh, yeah, creation. It, it it tells well that I. <laughs> as, <laughs> it does. As yeah. far as I can now, if somebody else, if somebody's seen something in the transcripts that I haven't, maybe I missed it. Maybe the the way it was the way he was listed in it is different. But I don't I don't see him in the in the transcript. So as far as I can tell, no conversation anywhere near this happened. Um, so anyway, yeah, like you said, it's a movie, and we'll just have to have to live with it. <laughs> exactly. There's um, worse things to li- live with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, we're we're getting to the point where uh, as as this uh, we we keep jumping back and forth that uh, Deke Slayton is telling Jim Lovell that uh, Ken's working on this and we're gonna get a solution to you as soon as we can. That's what we're that's where that's where we're getting. So we cut back to the uh, simulator room where Ken Mattingly is in the uh, the command module simulator and they're looking at he and John he and John Aaron and John Young are single handedly working out the problem uh, and. Yeah, he's trying to figure out how to get either three or four, actually four amps, out of the system that they're on, so they can start up the uh, start up the command module and land. And uh, as we're ending the minute, uh, he starts thinking about how there's power in the limb batteries, and uh, and he's also that's when they bring up the idea that there's an umbilical. And of course, in reality, they knew about this umbilical. They they had they hadn't tested it out. But they they had figured out very early on that they should try to run power back from the limb to uh, to uh, power up the, the the command module batteries. They didn't have a direct procedure for that, but they were going to gin up a uh, a procedure soon. But any, that's that's how this particular minute is is ending. They're just starting to get an inkling for the general audience to to understand what they're doing. That they're just going to run run the power backwards. Um, I still an amazing machine that lunar module. Yeah, it really is. No matter what the uh, Grumman guy said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, and it's I mean considering that yeah, the the weirdest thing with with all of this stuff is that they were made by two completely different companies at two di- completely different timelines and they really didn't have that much in the way of interconnection except for those points where they had to connect. Um wow. it's uh you know, it's a peculiar thing. Uh tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit more about interconnectivity and how that's that's something that's that's even changed uh, nowadays on the on the space station. But we'll we'll, we'll save that for it to end out the week tomorrow. Um, for folks who would like to talk about more of the things that we've been talking about in this in this minute, join us on social media because we're always out there on Facebook at Apollo Thirteen Minutes Mission Control or on Twitter at Apollo Thirteen Minute. Love love hearing from you. Love hearing your thoughts on it. And if you do have a a, a citation where Deke Slayton talks to the astronauts in space, I would love to see that. So if you, if you do see that, <laughs> let us know. Also let us know how, how, what you thought of the flight when uh, provided everything went uh, safely, how, the, how you felt uh, watching the crew dragon lift off. Uh, hope, hopefully it went well and we'll, we'll catch up with you in a couple of days when we finally <laughs> get this published. Yeah. Um, but uh, in the meantime, it uh, looks like we're coming up on, lost the signal in about 30 seconds. So we'll see you here tomorrow and finish up the week on the Apollo 13 minute.